Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host today, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. So today we have the pleasure of being joined by the one and the only Jason Kaufman, who is our Southeast uh, Regional Extraordinaire Engineer, Mobility, IoT expert, uh, and all things IoT. And so, uh, Jason, appreciate you uh, coming on and talking IoT with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. As soon as I heard that you were doing this podcast, my number one goal changed from whatever it was before to I need to get on this thing. So <laughs> thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, man. So um, I, I know I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, this this is a newer space for us, right? And and you've been at Tolaris, you know, not not years and years, but I think it, it lends itself well to, you know, you've really, you've come up in this space. You've come up in the age of this space. This stuff is right at your core from technology, but, you know, tell me first about how did you end up getting into the technology space maybe and, and, and really how you got here and, and what, what's piqued your interest in the whole IOT and AI side of things? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like the whole sales engineering aspect, but what really interests me the most is the operational efficiency side of things. So designing things from the top down and make sure everything works together, but where can we automate, where can we make things more efficient for the, for the customer, the company, and we used to be able to do that from software. Everybody knows that if-then statement. You know, if something happens, trigger this event. So we were limited from a software realm. So then all this stuff about IoT came out. And a lot of the conversations I had start with, hey, yeah, I want to talk about IoT. What fridges do you have? And it's like, actually, it goes well above and beyond that. Um, now we're able to monitor really anything. You can turn anything into a smart device or a smart community and be able to trigger an event on it. So you're not having to go out and manually check this stuff and you know use resources that can be utilized elsewhere, but you can have something that's there 100% of the time. It has a connection. You can, you can view real-time data, or you get notified if an event occurs or before an event occurs. So you're not only going from reactive, now you're transitioning to proactive. So IoT allows for companies to get way more efficient, save, you know, ultimately save on the bottom line. And it's really cool on all the different things you can do because there's never an instance where we had to say no. It's okay, well, we have this sensor that's used for this use case previously. Let's use it for this. Just because there's no slick that says that exact use case doesn't mean we can't fit it because the technology is there to be able to do it. Yeah, good, good point. Uh, so it sounds like you know what you're talking about because you said a lot of things that made a lot of sense. Have you always been in the IoT space before this? Have you been in, in cloud or where, you know, what, what have you done kind of leading up to this point? Yeah, so i uh, been a lot in the cloud space. I started with uh, UCAS and CCAS, so I know the whole acronym thing, you know, communications and contact center. Uh, but then I ran this uh, microorganization from this aggregator uh, doing cloud and BDI based on Azure and mm -hmm. Citrix. So running the operations there, pulling the support and implementation, and then the sustaining engineering all in the one type structure and making it work to, you know, starting from the ground up from ticketing systems, you know, processes, you know, designing everything. 
I, I really enjoyed that piece of it. And then going from the cloud, the cloud's kind of the backbone where all this stuff works. I mean, it's where everything communicates to, where you can view it. You know, you get the Power BI dashboards, depending on somebody's using Azure, you know, whatever they have from their, their portal. So having that backbone really transitioned very well into the IoT space because where all the stuff's actually doing all the fancy configurations and the, and the you know presentations and all that stuff already had some experience with and you know being on the network side of the house having you know a way to get that data to the cloud was already there so then what's actually getting that data which is the sensors so whether you're doing the LoRa BLE cellular you know send transmission you know, all that stuff was just learning that piece of it, which was really interesting in itself, uh, just because they all have their different use cases. So come, it's utilizing all these different technologies that had to be there before this became a thing. And now that IoT is here and ready to rock and roll, it's like that new, you know, butterfly. Like I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, I'm going to follow this and I'm going to see where it leads. Love it. Love it. Story makes sense. So I want to talk a little bit about, I think when sometimes uh, people hear IoT, I don't know that they necessarily know how to quantify that or know what that encompasses. And so um, I I remember growing up, either it was one of the first toys or it was one of the ones that I just remember was, my mom said, here, here's your here's your bucket of Legos. And, and I was, oh my gosh, I was so excited. I could build anything that I wanted to build. And it was no matter whatever toy I got after that, it was always my favorite one because you could just make it anything that you wanted it. And I think sometimes people have a hard time with that to your earlier point, because they don't know what problem that solves. So a lot of the times people are just conditioned and businesses are conditioned to look for a product that they've known, that they've seen that's been marketed, that solves their problem. And I, I feel like IoT mixed in with a little bit of AI. One is is kind of this ominous thing, but people don't always understand, and to, your, to your earlier thought, what it solves for them. So I'm going to maybe give an example of something that was eye-opening for me, and maybe you could help everybody understand how much broader it even goes than that. So, so we were sitting down, Chris Whitaker and I were sitting down uh, the other day with one of our, our suppliers and we wanted to get our head wrapped around some of the sensors that they have and some of the evolving technology in that. And they, they laid a few out. And one of them that I thought was pretty interesting, it was this, this small thing. I mean, not too much bigger than a golf ball, maybe a golf ball and a half. And, you know, this thing specifically was built to sit inside or, or, or adjacent to on a propane tank. And you think what, What's the value in that, right? Well, nobody's asking me for a sensor on their propane tank to tie into their, you know, BI or their analytic system. And they said, no, listen, if you've got any distributor of any sort that has tanks that they have to refill that are out in the fuel field, call it fuel or gas, oil, you know, whatever it might be, propane, this little sensor can sit in that tank report back, you know, the, the pressure, the temperature, the liquid, whatever it is that you want, the water percentage, humidity, and report that back to the distributor. And it has an embedded 4G SIM antenna in there so that you don't have to talk to a gateway. Nobody has to, to your point, build out infrastructure that they don't, a farmer doesn't know how to build in that thing. So that that way, the, the distributor of the propane can automatically be notified when these tanks are low. So they don't spend time and money wasted sending trucks out when they don't need to go out, going out last minute, charging people extra to have to come out in an emergency. So I think that just kind of opened the eyes up for me and some of our partners on how crazy and how practical yet some of these sensors are. So that was a lot. Maybe from your perspective, 
what do you see? How does this technology help customers and what other kind of things does it solve? Yeah, so it, it's not only just solving the, you know, the, the ability to see when, you know, vibration or air quality, soil monitoring or the propane tank monitoring, you know, those types of events, but a lot of it is around asset tracking. So the less devices you have to physically move wherever you're going, the better. So a couple of use cases we had, you know, above and beyond, you know, the, the fuel tank monitoring, which we get quite a bit, because a lot of those companies that have been in the game in a long time, they have, it, they actually transmit over POTS lines to a digital uh, antenna and a data center. And we all know what the, you know, how the market's going with, with analog right now. They are, some are getting forced out of that and others are trying to move away and be more of a scalable future-proof type model. Um, but a couple of the other, uh, you know, use cases that we have is uh, had a high-end moving company and they they needed to be able to track their, not only their equipment, but they needed to be able to track, uh, you know, their customers, you know, high-end stuff that they were moving. So in order to, in, to not be able to lose this type of stuff and be able to move from one area to the next, I mean, they're only on a job site for a week or two weeks. So they need something that was able to, you know, mobile, able to move real quick, set up, doesn't take to so much technical acumen to be able to install it. And having a sensor that has an LTE connection built into it, so it's just one little device the size of a golf ball that can go on anything and everything, you don't need to have anybody that's super trained on to do that. That's a true DIY type scenario. Uh, so, I mean, it's the more consolidation you get from a device perspective, the less there needs, just like you were saying, from an infrastructure perspective, and it makes it to where the, the everyday person, they're not focused on IT, but they can really easily and simply go out, put this on whatever they need to and effectively do their job the way they were before. So transitioning to a non-smart to what we say always using that word smart, you know, very simple. And it's just plugging in a single device, calling it a day, everything else is done on the back end and everybody gets what they want. Makes sense. Now, one, one little thought to that. Uh, maybe you can help us clarify. So, so let's say I, I have a reason, a compelling reason for my business that I, I'm struggling to get data or analytics on these these analog appliances that are core to my business, and I can't necessarily change that. And, and it's not worth me trying to do a massive upgrade to this appliance. If I can just get data off of this appliance, then I can still leverage my my investment into this this piece of machinery or or whatever it might be. But do does the end customer that's looking for these types of technologies, do they have to have their own analytics platform for it to feed in? Or are you seeing that our providers out there say, you know what, it's okay if you don't have that. Uh, we, we can give you the sensors, but we can also give you the sensors and a platform to then take action on. What are, what are the different options there? Yeah, uh, so there, there's actually like a, a few different options. It's always like that good, better, best scenario. Uh, so for that specific instance where they had the analog transmission that was going over POTS lines, going to the data center, we can intercept that at that local site using POTS replacement. So that, that nice in the box mobile, mobile solution with an analog adapter, battery backup, you know, things that are used now for emergency lines, elevators and stuff that are, you know, rated for all that and, and already inspected and stuff. Using that technology that, you know, again, going back to just because it's not the exact use case, it can fit this bill. Using that as your medium for the, the transport of the data, we can either send it to their current cloud infrastructure and keep everything the same that it was, or send it to another one that's the latest and greatest. And those, I mean, so the, there's a lot of choices here. And if they want to keep exactly where they're at now or move to another, you know, display, you know, uh, dashboard, they can do that as well. 
or they can use a combo of both. All these dashboards are generally built in the cloud. They're built on a lot of times hyperscalers using Azure AWS under the hood. So we all know the API capabilities that are there. So you can send it one way and then it gets sent another way. Uh, but there's a lot of flexibility. Did I answer a question? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. That that that's the thing I think that was eye opening for me is that I, you know if I'm if I'm out buying a bunch of these sensors. I, I, for whatever reason, then go, oh, great, I got to have the expertise in this. I got to know what to do with these sensors. And, and that's what was kind of eye-opening for me was learning what, what you just mentioned of, no, you don't. And that, that's the whole point. I think that's what proliferates some of this technology is that, you know, you don't have to be an expert. And, and I think sometimes we're, you and I and, and others, we're both technical people. And I find that some of the most fruitful conversations are when we just talk about what are the problems with the business? And I think you bring up a good point. That's really what it comes back to. Yeah, they said the, you know, to go, to go on top of that a little more, they said the fuel tanks were some, the, the ones that are closest to the surface are more than 10 feet underground. So going in and re redistributing all these different sensors, plugging them down there would be a nightmare. And this is a large multinational company. So they need something that worked over the top that was easy on top of the ground they're like, we don't even know if this even exists. And that that's my bread and butter. Like, mm -hmm. as soon as I hear this may not even exist, that's go time. You know, that that's okay. You know, now it's a game and I'm going to figure this out. And, you know, we're going to bring the right providers to the to the table. And that pot replacement scenario that's not designed for this use case was the perfect solution. So it, it's really cool. All the different capabilities and solutions that are out there that people wouldn't think would fit, you know, these the criteria. But the customer had that one hard thing, totally understandable. That's what fit their business. They didn't want to go rip up all this stuff 10 feet underground at least. And we made it work. So let's let's say I'm a I'm a maybe I'm a partner, maybe I'm a potential Tolaris partner. And you know, maybe I'm I'm selling something successful in an adjacent area. And I hear this and I go, Oh my gosh, I have I have a ton of customers that that I could help with this uh solve some of their problems or i just want to learn more about it what are the different avenues here um in addition to having the amazing resource that is you to, to help walk through these what are other resources that you would point a partner or a potential partner to within here uh within our organization if they want to learn and dive into this a little deeper yeah uh, great question so uh providers are actually making dedicated web pages for Tolaris. And, and it's branded, you know, co-branded for both of us. And they're trying to build out these use cases where you have quick slicks that you can go out and get. Uh, we have that. We have a bunch of different uh, use cases in the back office. And any of the regional sales engineers are very, you know, capable of talking the IoT mobility, you know, conversations. So, you know, if you want to get on and just have a quick conversation on, hey, you know, how can I leverage this in my practice? You know, not, not too many people are talking about it right now. Then that's that's where we come in as well. We don't have to be specifically for an opportunity, but any of the sales engineers will be able to to have that conversation. Good point. And then from a if they want to dive in deeper and get a little more immersive, we could certainly extend out. Uh, you know, going to one of our regional events like a boot camp, or even if they want to get really deep dive, uh, come and come and attend an academy. And I think we've had a lot of people learn some some really good things out of that. Going, wow, I had no idea that it was that that in depth, nor did I have any idea that I had so many customers that had this and this and this and this problem that they learned out of those. Yeah. And the use cases aren't just, um, you know, coming back to how to make things more efficient. Uh, I have a, I have a partner that, you know, specialized in real estate. You know, she had a, she had a real estate license and then realized that there was a huge gap in 
in the commercial real estate market. And the, you know, now that people are doing the work from home scenario, always tacking that back into use cases, there's no need for, you know, there's less need for commercial real estate. So what they're doing is transitioning these into high-end residential apartments and complexes and tying in all this smart technology for leak detection, you know, security cameras with AI built onto it. And then you're able to charge a lot better rent and that's more money towards the property manager for something that's really cool that people will pay extra money for because they feel safe. They feel like they're going to have less issues because something's always monitored. And so fitting, you know, you don't have to be in the technical realm to, you know, fit this in a specific profile. You can just find a need that you're, that you're good at, you know, just like the real estate example, and then say, you know what, you know, I can make things more efficient for you, but how would I, how would you like it if I made your property more valuable? That's gold. That's gold right there. So, uh, as we, as we wrap this up, if you could look into your, I don't know if you have a crystal ball on your desk there, but if you could, if you do, if you could look into your crystal ball for a second and, you know, it, I think a couple years ago when we used to hear IOT and artificial intelligence, it, it was awesome buzzwords, but yet when you would push deeper on somebody about what does AI mean, or if you drop AI into this, how is that actually going to make someone's life better? And I think now, and, and this is where I'm going to uh, ask you, but I would say now we have some of those capabilities and we have ways to help people in ways that they didn't even know were possible. So as you, as you look forward the next year, two years, three years, uh, where do you see this going? And most importantly, I mean, where do you, where or how do you see AI impacting some of these things that we've just talked about? I think AI is going to alleviate a lot of the, the low hanging fruit out there from, from a manual uh, process perspective. So instead of having somebody having to go manually look at something, check something, it can automatically trigger an event that automatically uh, remediates something. Or it creates a ticket somewhere to where somebody doesn't, doesn't have to be the middle person to read something and then go contact somebody else. I think that's really the future is going to go. It's not going to be the, I mean, the, the improvement of the sensors and consolidating all of it to where we just talked about, you know, the SAM and the sensor put together, you know, that type of stuff is going to be more prevalent in the market. But the AI on top of it, I think it's going to be develop, developing use cases on technology that's already there. Something that gives that light bulb trigger of, hey, I can make this work with this type of technology and we used it for this other type of use cases. Now I need to use it for this to solve this problem. I think that's where it's really going to go is, you know, more talking points, you know, because IoT is so new, we already have all the talking points for the communication platforms, the, the you know, software defined networking, uh, cloud, you know, those things have been around for a while. This is so new that we just don't know all the different use cases that it can be used for. But as soon as you say, what are the requirements? And they start explaining, this is what we need. It's like, oh, we already have this already over here. Now let's use that for this scenario. So to the long answer to your you know, short question there was, uh, I think it's going to be more around the, yeah, the automation and the machine learning capabilities to fit specific use cases and, and alleviate the pains that you know, people are doing manually now is going to be the future. That makes sense too. I mean, it, it, it lines up with a couple common themes that we see just in the broader technology landscape. And I think these themes keep coming up on the podcast too of any great technology, any next new great thing always seems to be something iterative on something that we didn't realize could have been made better or that 
how did we envision that it could have ever gotten more, uh, you know, could have been improved on before. And so I always love to see these tiny little iterations because then in hindsight, you know, some great thing in AI and IOT and all these things is going to come along. And in three years, it's going to be the absolute gold standard. And we're going to look back and go, how did we, can you believe that we ever had analog sensors, you know, in some of these things? That's crazy. Cause now we're going to wake up and it's going to be AI only to your point. They're going to swivel chair and, probably add in some robotic process automation. And then if we see these, then go do these things like to your point, launch a ticket in service now. And those are going to be the new norm. So love it. Uh, love your take. You're, you're a wealth of knowledge uh, and you've helped a ton of our partners. So Mr. Jason Kaufman, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me again, Josh. Uh, always love these. Awesome. All right, everybody, that uh, that wraps us up for today uh, on another series with Next Level Biz Tech. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Polaris. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.